0: This is Ken Benson, President and CEO of SIFMA. Uh, Today, we're having another episode of our ongoing SIFMA podcast series, and we want to talk about money market funds uh, building upon last week's uh, podcast where we uh, talked about the recent unique activity in the repo markets. Uh, As many know, uh, repo uh, financing is an integral part of money market fund uh, financing and operations. I'm joined today by my colleagues, Rob Toomey, Associate General Counsel, Managing Director and Head of SIFMA's Capital Markets Group, and Tim Tim Cameron, Managing Director and Head of our our asset management group. Let's start with a broad question. What are money market funds, and what function or role do they play, and who uses money market funds?
1: Uh, Ken, it's Tim. I'm happy to take that one on. Um, money market funds are a, a vehicle wherein investors, everyday investors, retail investors, as well as uh, institutional investors, uh, seek to gain returns for their short-term cash needs. So this could be funding requirements for Um, uh, operations, daily operations, it could be municipalities looking to fund their daily operations, what have you. So retail investors, uh, nationally as well as globally, I would imagine, uh, provide capital to, to the capital markets and to corporations via the capital markets.
0: And how do money market funds tie to what happened in the repo market last week, where we saw, uh, obviously, a, a dearth of liquidity and a, and a spike in, in repo overnight rates? How does that impact the money market?
2: Well, I'll start, and then Tim can join in. But This is Rob. Um, I think... First off, we have to recognize that money market funds are a significant source of cash for the money market, for the, for the repo market in particular. Um, a lot of that um, money market activity gets invested in repo. And I think what happened last week, as we indicated in our earlier podcast, was um, there was a change in availability of cash in the, uh, available to lend in the repo market, particularly as corporations, which invest in money markets, as Tim mentioned. Um, some institutional investors to invest in money market funds. Some of that was needed for tax payments, and other large firms had um, treasury settlements. Tim, do you have any further
1: color on that? Well, I, I think as you're saying, the, the corporate tax bills that came due f- for many uh, of the participants in the repo market uh, also caused uh, a significant amount of withdrawals in, in the tens of billions of dollars from money market funds. So as a result, you had a combination of things that that – Uh, impacted negatively the liquidity in the repo market. And as a result, the the rates for repo, the the amount the investors get in in a return, uh, almost doubled from the, say, 2.2 percentage point level to almost 5%. Um, I don't know that investors would see that in their returns because it's really a a blip on the radar screen, but it's something to keep in mind.
0: And and what did what exactly uh, did the Fed do when it stepped in to add liquidity to the system?
2: Well, the Fed did through a series of operations last week. They put essentially put liquidity into the system. They made um, a series of transactions, rever- repos, with their counterparties, the primary dealers, by putting cash out. The primary dealers gave... Um, securities, usually treasuries, to the Fed, and the Fed put the cash out, and then that cash then moves around through the system, and other participants through repos with the primary dealer community can access that liquidity. And what it did was, um, the first operation of the Fed was last Tuesday, um, Tuesday morning. It did start to bring and create some stability in the repo rate over the rest of the week.
0: So, you know, uh, uh, Tim, you, you touched on this a little bit earlier but and, and sort of digging a little deeper into the intersection between money market funds and, and repo transactions is, you know, what type of collateral is used? It's not just uh, uh, overnight, uh, you know, uh, uh, treasury securities or, or agency securities. It's a broad range of finance, right? And, and who, who, are the, who are the issuers and investors who are, being ma- met, who are being matched through the repo market in the money market fund system?
1: Well, it's it's a combination of things. From from the investor perspective, more often than not, if you're look, thinking about money market funds, they'll look for collateral that that's the most secure in order to try to eliminate any sort of credit risk associated with the transaction. So, oftentimes, the vast majority of of the repo transaction have as their collateral uh, government securities. But as you said, that's not the only aspect. R- remember here. Um, money market funds are a source of capital to, to corporate America to, um, as well, as well as, as f- to municipalities. So you get short-term commercial paper, you get municipal paper, uh, what have you. And, and it's, not just, it's not just money market funds that serve as, as investors in the repo market. You'll get other types of asset classes. Mortgage rates come to mind, for instance, uh, that are often you, you know, active in the repo world.
0: And and which repo structure do you think is most utilized by asset managers?
1: I I would say it was the reverse repo, uh, which is really just the other side of the the coin from the standard uh, repo. Uh, There are a variety of different repos, but the reverse repo tends to be the one most utilized by asset managers.
0: Are there instances where a bilateral repo is preferred over a trilateral repo or vice versa?
2: Yeah, I would just say on bilateral versus tri- trilateral, triparty repo is provides significant benefits In essentially you're offloading a lot of the operations of the repo transactions, the tracking of it. But on the other side of that, it's really limited, not limited, but um, you, you define a broad range of collateral you're willing to take if you're a collateral taker in that trade. Bilateral repo very often is you're targeted at getting a specific security or lending money against the specific security and you may need that security for ongoing deliveries for customer facilitation activity for market making activity so there's slightly different reasons to go into um, a bilateral repo versus a triparty repo
0: and you talked a little bit about the customers and, and on on the on the lending on both the the lending and borrowing side and and the various you know the various reasons they're doing it, you know how much of this is is credit transformation, how much of this is you know lending cash to uh, you know potentially a, a more levered investor, uh, um, you know why why would a party you know why would a party want to why would parties want to engage in in such types of transactions or maturity trans uh, transformation.
1: Uh, I'll take that one. The um, You know, as Rob had indicated, there are various different types of repos, and um, and with a bilateral repo, oftentimes it may be a hedge fund looking to uh, create leverage for the portfolio. So they may be lending specific securities um, in order to, to effectively uh, engage in a loan and, and add additional capacity to their portfolio. Um, So so it all depends on the type of asset or portfolio you're running from an investor perspective. If it's a money market fund, more often than not, as I said, it's going to be collateralized by government security, and it's short-term in nature, uh, usually overnight, and uh, you're looking specifically for a, um, a simple rate of return.
0: So this is a pretty mature market, it's a large market and a very mature a very mature market. Um, you know, sometimes people will uh question whether or not uh, uh there's sufficient regulation of different aspects of the market. But what is the regulatory framework here?
1: You know, the the regulatory framework is is interesting. I'll go back to the money market fund world because that's where the the bulk of of the repo market resides from an investor perspective. Um Back during the crisis, you had a situation where a a major uh, institutional money market fund by the name of the Reserve Primary Fund had invested in Lehman Brothers' debt, and as a result of of Lehman's failure, uh, the uh, Reserve Fund uh, broke the buck, as it were. And as a result, uh, you had a flood of institutional investors withdraw. I think it was approximately two-thirds of... Of the fund was withdrew in, in, in a 24-hour period. As a result of that, you saw a substantial amount of reform in the money market fund world. Uh, money markets are, are governed under Rule 2A7 under the 40 Act, and there were additional tools that were provided to asset managers who manage money market funds. Uh, significantly, they added the ability to uh, put a gate on a fund That is, a, that would be to close the fund, Uh, no more than 10 days over a 90-day period, and liquidity fees in the event that the weekly um, uh, liquidity of a money market fund fell below 10% of its total assets, they uh, would impose a 1% fee on redemption. So long as that was uh, approved by the fund's board of directors. So there was a couple of uh, additional tools that um, that the SEC provided asset managers in order to stabilize the situation during during a financial crisis. But importantly, I think that um, uh, they also created various different categories of funds. Uh, you had retail fund and institutional funds, and institutional funds were mandated to have floating NAVs. That is, they, they weren't able to um, uh, classify the funds as constantly maintaining a stable uh, net asset value of $1 for the fund. So those were major changes that impacted a certain class of, of, of securities, of mutual funds, uh, not so much around uh, the mechanics of, of the repo itself, but keep in mind, I think the security of the repo comes from the various different parties, whether it's bilateral or trilateral, and uh, also um, the fact that, that it's uh, highly margined or collateralized. So there's, there's 100% or more collateral for each repo transaction. So the event of a failure by one of the parties, uh, there's a security or collateral there uh, that can be liquidated in order to satisfy the other side of the trade.
0: So uh, as we look forward to this next week, uh, do we see uh, that the repo markets are now uh, uh, reverted back to the mean, uh, or do we expect more action uh, from the Fed?
2: Well, we did get um, at the end of last week, as I I mentioned earlier, uh, the Fed did a series of actions on each day last week, but looking forward to Quarter end, the end of uh, September. Usually, there are there can be some pressures on reserves at the at quarter end period. The Fed announced that it was acting over quarter end to do a series of auctions this week for term repos with their primary dealer community, injecting further um, liquidity into the system. So we can see that we can see the rates generally have moved towards a more stable. Um, uh, quotation rate, Um, and I think that'll continue through this week, but we have to see what the impact of the uh, actions the Fed's taking this week have, and then after we get over quarter end, how this sort of plays out.
0: That's great. We'll end there, and I want to thank uh, Tim and Rob uh, for uh, participating today, and thank all of you all for listening to this podcast. Please visit Sithma.org for more information on the repo market and on money market funds, and thank you all for listening.